Good morning. Good morning. Well, good morning. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Buckeye BS at 10 a.m. every Sunday. Y'all know what it is. What's good, fellas? What up? What up? How's your weekend been? <laughs> That's a good question. How was your weekend, Cam? Uh, you know, a little under the weather today, but um, let's get it fucking going. Yeah, I feel the same. I'm tired as hell, but it is what it is. It's 10 a.m. Because you be it. out in these streets. Don't lie to the people. Ah, man. You know, I read my Bible. They don't call this man City Boy Quentin for nothing. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Who calls me that? Don't nobody call me that. It was a, t- <laughs> it was a typo on Twitter. Yeah, so we got we got a lot to talk about today. Let me go ahead and intro us up. So we're going to talk a little KJ Bolden. Obviously, we did the live show yesterday. Appreciate y'all joining us who did. That was fun, a good time. And obviously, uh, on three with the, <laughs> the biggest fumble I've seen. <laughs> By far, the worst production I've ever seen on a commitment. If I'm a commit, I'm watching that, and I'm saying there's no way in right. hell on three is getting my commitment and i'm here to tell you guys right now if you're a recruit out there you're watching this video best damn media is the best place to announce your commitment i promise you the production quality will be on par like it'll be way better than that we're gonna we'll be on point so if you want to uh make your announcement here on best damn media tap in with us on twitter yeah, you'll be on camera. That's that's for sure. We at least, at the very least, you'll be on camera. <laughs> but talk that. Uh, we're gonna do a little buy or sell. We're gonna talk about Ron's new photo. Um, Ron's new phone background. We're gonna talk realignment. Do a little bit of rapid fire, and then we'll get questions from you guys along the way. Can't wait, Cam. What's going on, man? What you think about the commitment yesterday? Quick, quick reaction before we jump into it. Oh man. Um or at least the production value where you didn't even see who he committed to. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty consistent with some of the information that we've been getting. Um they I mean, he's always been pretty open with that's his dream school. He's visited there 12 times. Um everyone just assumed that he was a shoe in for Georgia cuz I mean, it's what we've come to be used to with Kirby Smart whenever they go for a guy and then uh shout out to Mike Norvell put them in the locker. Um, I could imagine they got Derwin James and Jalen Ramsey and was like, look, this is how we're going to use you. You're going to be a gadget player. We're going to put you at nickel. We're going to put you at safety. We're going to put you at corner and basically just go out there and be a Swiss Army knife. You heard Kirby in the interview kind of like throw shots at that. Uh, a lot of people thought that he was talking to Auburn, but maybe he's talking to FSU when he was talking about how they don't cross train their players. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe that's something that – uh. AJ wanted to to do, which was be versatile and play multiple positions like FSU's last two um, great DB recruits. So congrats to FSU on that. Where was Cam yesterday for the commitment video? Because apparently me and Q are just a bunch of casuals because we didn't get on there and tell them that yesterday. Because apparently when kids are going live and doing their commitment video, they would like us to provide all the information that we know about the recruitment before they announce and spoil the recruitment. So I'm glad that you were able to provide that um, non-casual take cam and give the information to the people that we knew but decided not to share because, you know, it's a 16-year-old's announcement. Like, were people in our comments yesterday like, you're telling me you guys knew that the staff was informed that he wasn't coming to OSU in the middle of the week? Yes. What did you want us to do? Get on Twitter and be like, he's not coming. Like, no. Like, why would we do that? But, like, as Cam just told you, 
FSU, we've, we've been hearing a lot of things about that. He's been on campus a ton of times. Dream school. Sometimes it's the kiss of death when it's the dream, Ohio State's the dream school, but sometimes it works out <laughs> in other people's favor. <laughs> out for everybody I don't else. know what kind of dreams they got in Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare oh, school. Yeah, so, um, yeah, pretty, uh, from my end, pretty uh, surprised. I didn't have the insider information as, as everybody else, uh, but I knew he wasn't. I knew he wasn't coming here, so that insider information was well out there. But I was like, ah, I think he'll I think he'll pick Georgia, yada, yada, yada. And he didn't. So um, I do want to ask, seems like the misses are continuing for Perry Eliano. Chad, go ahead and weigh in on this one. Um, what do y'all think of Perry Eliano and his recruiting chops so far now with Caleb Downs <laughs> last year, KJ Bolden this year? We have gotten a couple safeties, so we can give him some credit, but um, not quite where we wanted to be. So, Cam, I'll start with you. Uh, where are you with Perry Eliano? I mean – on one end, it's like I get where the half of Buckeye fan base is coming from, where they want to we want to land the five stars and we want to do all we wanna we wanna get the KJ Boldens and all that. But on the other hand, we're talking about Perry Eliano, a guy that turned Sauce Gardner into a top three, top four draft pick. So it's like the will there will there be fruition in our back end with his ability to develop these four stars to play like five stars and it won't be an issue because I mean Ohio State really doesn't have a history of landing five star safeties if you go like way back. So I mean obviously him landing KJs and him landing five star safeties would actually be something new in Columbus that we're not very used to. So I think that that's kind of unfair on him to like make or break him with this big time recruit, especially in an era where they're paying the money that they're paying. I don't know. I just think I want to see, I want to see how our players on our roster performs on the field under Perry Arleano, um, more so than I care about this recruiting mess with KJ. I don't really think this is um, something we hold against him because all what well, we've been hearing, what Malik Harper, a true freshman out there fucking balling, right? My guy. That's Perry Arleano. So that's what we'll I'm see. saying. We'll see what's up. I want to piggyback right off what Cam just said there, and I agree a thousand percent. It as much as I want to like storm the Woody with pitchforks, like I can't be mad because I want to see the on-field product. We it's not like we're always had five-star safeties. Our guy Malik Hooker, Whippeal legend, you know what I mean, was a three-star guy. Like so, if we get guys like Malik Hartford and Cedric Hawkins and Kai Stokes and these guys come in and perform. It's not always about the stars. I mean, you know what I mean? You'd like to see it. But if the product on the field is producing, he can get a pass. Because, like, we were just talking about this last night. Uh, or it's actually in the show notes right now. Like, it, if the production on the field is producing, does it really matter if he's bringing in five stars? So, I feel like we're in a wait-and-see mode. We didn't love what we saw out there from our safeties last year. But, I mean, I think we're a lot more confident in the talent that's on the roster right now and the people that are going to be stepping into those roles. So I'm in wait and see mode. It, obviously you want to get on here and be reactionary and fire everyone. We're missing. We miss Caleb Downs. We miss KJ Bolden. And you know, I love to fire coach. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, which one, but, 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 I, I think it's, I think we got to let it play out this year. We got Sonny Styles back there. I think Lathan Ransom's going to have a bounce back year. I think Lathan, like we, we talk about that on the show every week. I don't think Lathan played bad 
last year. He had two bad games, and if he can tighten up this year, I think we're going to have a great safety back there. And they, and we hear reports from camp that Sonny Styles is all over the field. I give Perry a pass on this one. You hate to see him miss on a family member, but if if they're producing on the field, I, I can't complain. It doesn't matter about the stars. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm with you both. I mean, while it, it would be nice to land a five-star, let's not forget Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant were corners at Cincinnati. It was a different position group, and you can't sell that just going to Ohio State and now coaches safeties. So I don't think that was going to be ever carry over to, like, I developed those guys. I can develop you at a different position at a different school. Um, so I, I'm with y'all. We got talent. Kai Stokes is obviously out there. Sonny Styles is out there. Malik Harford, young guys coming in. Jaden Bonsu. We got we got some guys that can really be molded and turned into some some impact players. So yeah. let's just see let's just see what they do. I mean, we wanted KJ. I mean, everybody in the fucking nation wanted KJ. We didn't get him. We got a bag, <laughs> and he went to his dream school. Like, like, is, like it is the only reason why Eliano's being held accountable for this is because it's his family. So. Yeah, that's the only yes. reason people really thought we were in it. It's because it, cause it was exactly. his cousin, obviously. And obviously it sucked. What was it last season when we lost Downs, Wongpa, all the guys that we thought. I think that was the thing, too. It was guys we thought we were going to get. With Zion, well, we didn't have an IL last year, so that was a very different yeah. life. That we, was, that were, was, we were not competing on one side of the recruitment. So Yeah. So what, I think that's more the, the problem or where people feel it was like, we were lead for all these guys. And we didn't yeah. get none of them. I know this one year, thing, though. All those guys we just named, think about the names we just said. You got Malik Hartford, you got Sonny Styles, you got Jaden Bonsu. It's not going to be fun catching a ball in our secondary. Those no, are some we got fucking yeah. hitters. Like, yeah. you, you, we talk about the pads not cracking in Columbus. I promise you, they will be soon. They will be soon. So, Q, pump the brakes. I, don't, I do not have a clock for Perry. No clock. No clock yet? No clock. Clock's off no the wall. You took the battery out? No clock. No All right, clock. Don't let me don't let me start my yeah. Apple Watch. That's not a clock candidate. Uh, <laughs> all right. So um, so then okay. Oh, we just talked about that. So we'll, we'll go score that. So we do think the play on the field is gonna outweigh. What would you project? Would you project in a year or two the play? You cut out there for a sec. Oh, did I cut out? My bad. I said, um, so do you think in about two years, let's say give it two years, we got this young talent in the doors you just talked about, Perry will develop them and we'll start to go after the five-star safeties and be able to actually land one or two. Do you think in two years' time that's a reasonable expectation? I don't I don't know if if five stars are in our future. I mean, if he's getting it done with local products and his evaluation is getting it done, if he's finding them, he's finding them. Um, not every five star hits. I mean, Tyreek Johnson was a five star safety slash corner. I mean, and it doesn't always pan out. So, I mean, if he gets it done, you would you would love to see it. But I mean, I don't know if it's mandatory if the product on the field is producing thanks cam um yeah i mean i agree with, with ron um get it like uh, starting a five-star like pipeline of of safeties like sounds great but i mean i just we've we haven't seen it in a, at osu through multiple d coordinators that were great that were good 
we just never pulled in five star safeties um and still had um very good safety play so i mean i'm not really expecting us to just become this five star i mean even even kirby isn't this like kirby's what second five star he's gotten at safety since he's been at well, Georgia, he's only gotten five-star corners. So, and you got to think about it with NIL. Well, he didn't even get it. My bad, FSU. Sorry. Go you, ahead. You got to think about it. Even with NIL in uh, the changing landscape of college football, like number one, how many five-star safeties are there in a cycle? Two, three. Um, everybody has a bag. Where you see teams like Iowa getting guys like uh, Xavier Nwampa. Like, there's so many teams out there that are actually in play. For these five stars, there's so few in a cycle. The idea of landing multiple, especially like in Gymnol's system, we got three safety system. Like, what are we going to do? Stack all three five stars in the class, and they're all going to be at different safety positions. It's just not realistic. I mean, again, when you're in play for them, you want to grab them, but I don't know if it's mandatory if it, if, if the product on the field is producing. <clears throat> nah, that's facts, 100%. So before we move on, let me get into some chats over here. So Terry says, good point, Ron. The talent is way better this year. Got, got Ray Mullins and Fire Parker Fleming. Ray Mullins, our paid ad has not come up yet, so just, just wait until that time. And then once Dunkin' Donuts, go ahead and send the bread over. We'll get, we'll get <laughs> Bro, there. Travis, uh, with USC joining next year, we got – listen, we don't need to land five-star DBs. USC's not landing five-star wide receivers. They're not landing, You know what I mean? Like, we don't need five-star DBs to compete with USC. I think you're uh, over uh, overplaying them a little bit there, Travis. Yeah. Plus, I don't think I don't have any concerns at corner at all, like yeah, with no. the guys that we're bringing in, like dogs. Yeah. yeah. Drizzy says, I still think defense improves this season. We might play some recruits we lost, especially at safety. That's we need a, that's to. A work season. And DF says, Cam Martinez, McAllister, Ronnie Hickman, we're all, all stinky. Looking forward to the new safeties this season. See, I'm so, trying yeah. to be nice, but the chat's wilding. See, <laughs> I was on bros. I was on bros' head for two days. I was like, I'm chilling, and here comes the chat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Yeah, keep chatting. We'll keep reading those out. Let's go ahead and move forward. So, Ron, I heard you got a new phone cover background. I did. I got a new background on my phone, and it is it's so great that we have to show all of Buckeye Nation because you guys are probably gonna want to make it your background too. Look at that right there. Have you ever seen a more beautiful picture than this? We got our starting linebackers in a picture here. Bro, Lord willing. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, pray for times like this. Like, we got our guy, Heisman contender, Tommy Eichenberg, standing next to our five-star CJ Hicks. I it's it's the most beautiful sight that I've seen come out of Columbus, and I couldn't tell you when. I just want to get your guys' thoughts is James Laurinaitis trolling us, or is he sending a message to Buckeye Nation, get fucking ready for the two best linebackers in the country? James Laurinaitis did not take that picture, nor did he upload it. No, I did. <laughs> Facts. I, no, he absolutely did. I got this from James Laurinaitis' Twitter account. This is absolutely where that – That's this is where that came from. Right. I'm not – I'm – Oh, he tweeted out the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even yeah. trolling or being funny. Uh, oh, he that's really who put this like, out. I thought that was off the fucking Buckeye. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be funny here. Yeah, he right, replayed great character. James Laurinaitis put this picture out on 
Twitter. I am so going I to be to the first. Is he trolling us or is he sending Buckeye Nation Absolutely a trolling, bro. Are you trolling. fucking serious, bro? Yeah. I think I, honestly just here showing off Tommy's mustache. Yeah. I would hey, love bro. to see it for the fact that we're just throwing talent on the field and say, fuck it, let's see what happens. But I do not think that's going to happen. Still, Chambers is going to start, bro. You line up a running back, and you're looking, you're looking forward, and you see these two guys. Like, do you even want to take the ball in space against the guy on the right? Yeah, I probably. So, so what? they're you trying see to say that fade. <laughs> that fade right there adds plus three to his speed immediately. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Nah, I, I let us see it. I, I hope Tommy. I hope Tommy goes up and balls out this season as a top three round pick, which is the same. They're trying. They're trying to say that they want to play CJ Hicks at Jack. So, but yeah. also said they didn't do any Jack packages during the spring, and they still have yet to get to that in fall. Well, I mean, obviously it's only day two, but like, how this much situation see the Jack this year? This situation with Jim Knowles is like uh, this. Uh, this is like how I'm like perceiving it like from the outside it seems like now i don't know if this has something to do with him being from duke or like oklahoma state where usually the he doesn't really deal with the personalities that are like yo i'm coming here i'm going to the league like i'm trying you know like a five star i'm on this i'm not usually dealing with the guys that's happy to be here that really should be at slippery rock but like you know they just happen to live in the middle of oklahoma and they get to go to oklahoma state and like so it's like you're dealing with guys that are just buying in like not elite not a type personalities and so it's like you live you were in a low pressure environment where you're just like being able to like do your thing but here at ohio state it seems like he's not able to really have the tough conversations with people like Steel Chambers and say, I like you. You work really hard. You're very good. Um, you do your job well. It's just you're not elite, and we're going to start C.J. Hicks over you. Like, that's the type of conversations you need to have at Ohio State, at Georgia's, at Bama's, at Clemson's, that these coaches and their coordinators seem to have whenever they have elite talent come in as freshmen that we just seem to not be able to fucking do. I don't get it. Um, Jack Sawyer. And JTT, I feel like we're anomalies coming in playing as freshmen because there was such a dire need there. And front seven, I mean, on a D-line, you rotate anyways. So you can kind of, like, get away with doing that. But, I mean, there's just no explanation for C.J. Hicks sitting on a bench this year. And I, and I know everybody gives me shit about Steel and or whatever. Like, I, I troll Steel or whatever. But, like, now it's getting to the point where it's like, get serious, bro, like, He's about to get serious and smack like, the fuck out of you when he sees you in Columbus. Bro, like, I'm not even I'm not even trolling him. I'm not even trolling. I'm not even trolling him. I'm not even trolling him. But honest to God, bro, where else in America? If you changed our jerseys and put CJ Hicks and Steel Chambers and Tuscaloosa, who is playing this year? Bro, like like if I you say, put CJ Hicks and Steel at University of Georgia, who is playing this year? Man, I I asked I asked like, Chris. I was like, "Yo, if it's like, it's like Carter, a problem we here, we have, have, bro. Like, it's an issue. We have an issue, bro, and we're getting negatively recruited for it." Kirby Smart's throwing subliminals in his interviews, like, "Oh, schools are saying that our defense is too complicated. Like, you can't come in and learn. Like, you're going to sit on the bench." He said Malachi Starks came in as a freshman, started, and won a national championship. That sounds like a shot at us because we hear from our D coordinator that, you know, kids got to learn. They got to pick up stuff. They're not ready, but they're going to Georgia and getting ready ASAP. But they come to Ohio State and got to cook for two years. Make it make fucking sense. So I don't know. 
But here's the flip side. We have a competent special teams coordinator and make a field goal last year. Are we having this conversation? Absolutely, bro. Our yeah, I mean, safety I would, play was atrocious last year. Bro, we, we were awful. Bro, if you go back and watch that Georgia game, I don't think we got a single reroute from the nickel position all game. So who did you want Just, on the field last year at nickel? We don't even fucking know. And I know everybody hates when you bring up. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like was the it Jair what? Browns or the, or the fucking uh, the Kai Stokes. We don't know what these kids can do. All we know is what they did in the spring game. And when he missed or they missed a tackle in, in garbage time. Who knows, bro? Who knows what Kai Stokes or a Jair Brown or like or 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 Ryan Turner's. Who knows what they could have turned into if they were actually playing and got to develop? Who knows what type of traits, what type of mentality, what type of skill set they could develop because they don't fucking play at Ohio State. But here's my thing. Sense, but bro. here's my thing. I'm not really. You cannot the, tell the, me McCallum the names. The, the, the names that you had. name. The names that you name there. Uh, uh, outside of Jair Brown, I don't know how many of them that we realistically would believe would be much better. And like the McAllister. That's what I'm saying. If if you're if your first two options are Tanner McAllister, then fall. See, I don't want to do this because this will now be the third day in a row this person gets brought up. If your options are the first two people that we saw out there at nickel, clearly they're not seeing something from all of the other people. That it's not just one person playing, and you're like, what's their obsession with this guy? It's like, okay, that guy comes off the field. See, we put in where... someone else that is still this unbelievably is where... well, this is performing at a lower level. So like. This is where we have disagreements. I, I get, I get you, that we need you, better performance at nickel, but I, I'm honestly, I'm not, I'm not trying to get like the shit that we saw but, there was inexcusable. But, like, you, but I don't know if there was a better option at nickel. Bro, you, with I you don't. see this is the difference between me and you. Like you believe in like Knowles' like evaluation. And, no, like, I don't. That, I then don't. Then you telling me that you don't think there's somebody better than McAllister is telling me you believe in Jim Knowles and what he's doing with the defense no. personnel wise. No, so I why don't. would you say you don't know that? You don't know that. Do you think that? Do you think? All the people behind McAllister could not get a reroute on a Georgia wide receiver for four quarters. Well, we saw the first person behind Tanner McAllister and what happened in the Michigan game. Who, Cam and, Martinez? Yes. So we're now. Two when people... have any of us ever said that Cam Martinez was, you know, so we're now. Sure. So like, we're now down to the third string nickel. And you're telling me. Sometimes you got to play fucking freshman. Yes. Which which I mean, freshman? I mean, any of them. We don't know I mean, who they are. I would rather put a name I mean, on it. Put a name on it. I named four already, bro. Yeah, Wait, I, and I'm team. telling you, I don't believe any of them would have performed any better than those two. Okay, we'll never know because they I don't mean, play here, I don't so. know about that because I'd have rather seen Jair Brown going down the stretch. He was healthy. He played. That's what I'm yeah, saying, I mean, it's Wisconsin, like, but he played decent against Wisconsin. I'd have rather you thrown him in there. Like, when was he even, was he field, even repping at nickel last year? I mean, no, but there's still it's still a corner position. Like it was a so this. Kid, so man, you're was, telling was, me you're telling me a kid, a true freshman that had. No reps at nickel corner. You want him in the Georgia game at nickel corner. So is that isn't that another that, knock? Is that not another knock? Problem, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it wasn't a realistic option at that point. No, but what Cam is saying is because Jim Knowles are not giving these guys any sort of burn, we go to the Georgia game and it's like, okay, this dude has had no reps all season. He's not an option. Went very damn well. He could be an option ding, if ding, you were ding, to ding, give ding. these guys exactly the season. Then you would know. Like we knew a little bit. We we're like, okay, J.K. Johnson. We've seen a little bit. He may or may not be able to play. It's still on the line. 
Jair Brown, we don't know if he can play at all because we haven't seen him enough. Was he hurt last year? Where he was really solid. Huh? Was he hurt last year? Who? At all? Jair Who? Brown. He was hurt in the beginning of the season. I think, yeah, the very beginning. But he started the Wisconsin was, game. Bro, yeah, he was he played through that game. Through gave up, like, no catches. All right. Like I'm saying, like, that, like me and Chris were talking about the state of the program. When you do not give these guys exposure very early, like Georgia did with Malachi Starks, you never know what they're going to be at the end of the season. So we can't go and say, like, we didn't have any other options. It was like we didn't get a choice to even have options going down the stretch where it was like, that's Tanner. That's what we got. So if we're getting beat on deep routes. It is what it is versus playing your more talented players, which I don't care what nobody say. Even J.K. Johnson and Jair Brown are more talented than Tanner McAllister. I Thank clearly, you, Q. Thank I you, bro. See that. Like, Thank you, bro. You get my you get catching my drift. We need better saying, athletes. We don't the have play, the bro. option to see them in the like, end of the season because they didn't get the playing time throughout. And that's what we're complaining about. We're blowing people out by fucking 50, and we're not seeing CJ Hicks one defensive snap. CJ Hicks could have been the best linebacker at the school last year because we know we don't have pros at linebacker, but we don't get to see him. So by the time it's a Georgia game, it's like the fuck did he do? He hasn't played all season. And then, and then we're talking about the same D coordinator that told us that Hero Canoe wasn't ready and went out and went in the spring game and performed better than every fucking player on the team. So, who knows, bro? I like, mean, what, who was it? Um, taking... Who was it? That, I forgot. Who was it that set the bench until like game five? This was a uh, what twenty eighteen set the bench till game five. I forget his name now. It came out and was the best, probably the best player in the secondary we had all the whole year. Dude that won the Rose Bowl MVP. I forget his name. Brandon something. Oh, the dude that transferred to you. Uh, yeah, dude transferred Rutgers. to Rutgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we didn't see. He didn't play until literally like game five. I'm not my fault for getting his last name. But it came out against Nebraska. Brandon and, White. And Brandon White. Yeah. And he was the best player in the secondary. Never ever. seen him. Like, he was outperforming Jordan Fuller. We didn't see him at all until they had enough injuries where they were like, well, but, fuck. In their defense, he got reps, though. Like, he would get reps, like, throughout the season. But he wasn't, like, a solidified starter. We're talking about how we legit do not play freshmen. And then we and then we come through and then listen to what we do. We hop on our podcast. We uh we 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 talk about kids. And it's like, why are we the only nation? I just don't we don't have no film of none of our freshmen or underclass. We don't even know who they are. We don't know what they look like in any type of situation. We don't know shit about our underclassmen, bro. Yeah, that's not normal, bro. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird. We don't know if CJ Hiss can play at all or not. <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah. It's not weird. It's not weird. We know he can play. But Jim Laronitis comes in and he's with the team for a week and he talks about what a freak he is. There's there's no question whether he can play. But he should be on the field. That, though. But we don't actually know if he can. We have a lot of freaks who can't play. There's a lot of freak shows that come to Ohio State and can't play. We don't know if CJ Hiss can play at all because we haven't seen him. I'm not saying he can't play. But we haven't seen him at all. Like we don't. I'm like, I don't even know his weaknesses. I don't know his strengths. All I know is he was athletic in high school. That's all I can tell you about CJ Hicks. He can run down on kickoff. That's the only thing I can tell you from the first year. We don't know what his development looks like at yeah. this level. I guess we'll see like, when he gets in against Bowling Green after Stills played for three quarters or something. We'll see. Who knows? I'm just saying. I think last year with the we had we brought in McAllister. They thought he was starting. We're transitioning a new defense. We have. Uh, we have Cam Martinez cross training. We have depth issues at corner that we have fucking kickers repping at cornerback in practice. The idea, like I, I get that there should have been someone developed, but by the end of the year, I don't, I don't believe that there was at at that time, whether it was on the coaches or not, and their failure leading up to that. 
by the time we were there, there was nothing to do about it at that point. Man, I agree with you. I'm just not with treating guys like they're fucking bulletproof. It's like, bro, if you're fucking Who? up. Who's treating someone like they're bulletproof? What do you mean? Even staff have been treating dudes like they're fucking bulletproof. We've seen. You're talking about uh, Knowles. This is my uh, thing. Jim Knowles just came in last season, so I won't blame him for that. But fucking Tommy and Steele were treated like they were bulletproof the entire season before. This is listen, why I'm not. I'm not. Linebackers. Yeah, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to come on here and just like. I mean, Toronto Mitchell bash, started bash, off as a but, team captain and the starting linebacker, and they put his ass squarely on the bench. Yeah. That no, year. they did bitch him, but everybody he started. He started in, in 21. Yeah, not the right. whole year. He by the end of the year, he wasn't even. But starting. he got the opportunity. We're talking about kids that don't even get an opportunity to fucking All, play, bro. You said they're, like, they're you said that the linebackers yeah, are have. I'm saying for Tommy and still to even get on the field, seniors got benched. Niggas were throwing their fucking helmets into the stands. Seniors. <laughs> like, what are we talking <laughs> about? Was, but he didn't play. <laughs> like, because we're literally throwing their equipment into the stands. Out of, bro, out of <laughs> they were so the mad that they weren't playing. No, you don't know why he threw his helmet into the stands. Because this thing came in the game against fucking Oregon for like five fucking plays. And we knew who he was on five plays and then never seen him again. While, while motherfuckers is getting cooked out there. So I threw my helmet into the stands too. Like, what the fuck you want from me? I broke him a pass. I made a tackle. You never, you never see me again. Well, people, right, but we, we we talk about development reps, and you seen Tommy had to get. Thank those you, 60, Chris. You had to see you, Tommy had to get sixty game reps with no tackles to be a Heisman fucking contender now. But that's what I'm saying. If you give CJ Hicks fifty stats, who knows the fuck he'll be? That's what I'm fucking I'm saying. saying. Like, hey, to get no, CJ Hicks playing, nigga. I've been talking saying, about Nick this whole fucking time. If we go treat motherfuckers like they bulletproof. Put the most talented motherfucker out hey, there. I, I, under, I understand. I under, I understand like where you're coming from, but I just, I just from 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 Michigan to Georgia, it's just inexcusable to put all our eggs in the McAllister basket at nickel. When we seen, yeah, when we, we seen, seen evidence, bro. like we play. seen what we seen, bro. And there's always right. lulls in the season. We don't we don't have fucking LSU followed by Bama followed by Georgia. There's always lulls in the season to get a guy ready. So I'm I'm like just the saying, mid been there, bro. Go work right. out, fucking throw somebody else out there. At least see what he could do. Fuck, you can play him against Maryland if he's getting cooked. It's like all right, bad option, but we're probably not gonna lose against Maryland. That's all I'm saying. Do you think that uh Q? Do you think that he doesn't play freshman because he's scared that they would outperform the people that he chooses to start? Bro, I mean, I think we've had a fucking glass ceiling for freshmen outside of the D line for 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 a little brick. Now it's like you just throw them out there and see what the fuck. Especially when you're getting bad play. Like I think they're a little worried of of the fuck up and how. Oh, Guys, sorry, give me one second. <laughs> The dog said, that take is weak. Get that shit off the airway inside. Nah. <laughs> John from Tennessee. <laughs> Get that shit the fuck out of here. Hey, come make my bowl, nigga. Fuck out of here. Fuck your podcast. Hungry as hell over here. But, uh, man, I listen. Just can't, I just can't I'm back. My you're fault. trying to paint me as a McAllister defender. It's, bro, it, it's, it, just, <laughs> it just seems in it. Like, I just look at the underclassmen that we have at corner through safety. And I'm just like, you could not tell me that you just couldn't get one 
nigga to learn like certain keys and certain call certain calls and just have them go out there and athlete it up, bro. Like or, or it doesn't make any sense. Especially now, the crazy part is now you are saying, Oh, I want to put CJ uh I want to put sorry, I want to put Sonny Styles at nickel. Nigga. Should have did it last year. Why don't you put him at nickel against Georgia? Why don't you have him in the slot against Georgia when he was getting fucking cooked by four string wide receivers in the slot up the seam all fucking second half? If you thought he had the ability to do it, where is that coming from? Why wasn't he playing nickel last year over McAllister as a freshman? Make it make sense? No, was he a, was not McCall- even like it's not even just Tanner? It's the person that would come in for him next. Bro, yeah, that that didn't make no sense either. And I'm yeah, just I, saying, I like, bro, like, like no, was, that that's what I'm. But again, it, but you, I'm saying, you make, like, okay, you're making the, the point. Same. If Sonny, if Sonny could have played nickel, why, why wasn't he doing it last year? Why are you teaching a high school quarterback to fucking play nickel safety instead of your five star freshman? Like, if he could play it now, he could have played it then. So, why not play yeah, Sunny Styles all been, year last year? That's all I'm been, saying. It's been a few months. Hey, Q, if he could play it now, why couldn't he play it against Georgia? Bro, bro I like, hate all this fucking offseason hype of like, we got to get this dude on the field. He's a freak show. Like, you fucking knew that a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's not like it's been two years later. Like, Sunny like, just turned into a whole different person. Like, like oh, man, there, oh, that's the Sunny I know. Bro, that's the guy. Yeah, we, spring this, ball, he has to play. Like, the fucking <laughs> season was a month ago the fuck were we doing i don't know man i, I feel like the freshmen have a glass ceiling on their head unless and we get negatively like recruited for that uh ron bad that's we the only position they bad for that, that, on their head is wide receiver other other than that it, it seems that way it very much seems that way yeah or at least the younger more talented players but so let me ask since we're, since we're, since we're going on that we're going to do buy or sell that way i don't screw this up so ron doesn't yell at me <laughs> but we're gonna do buy or sell third time's a charm yeah third time's a charm we're gonna do buy or sell and i'm gonna read out these um chat i want to hear from you and i'll put up whether you're buying or selling so cam had already touched on it so are you buying or selling sunny styles at nickel no i think that's <laughs> like no I, i'm not buying sunny styles at nickel i don't understand why like That'd be like, you know what? Travion Henderson's the number one running back in the class. I think we should move him to wide receiver. Put him in slot. Like, put him where he can maximize his talents. I I don't, I personally, again, I don't get paid $2 million to coordinate the defense. So who the fuck am I? I'm a Twitter coach. But I personally don't think that nickel is the place to maximize Sonny Styles on our team. Cam. I think he's talented enough to play it. I don't think that's the best position for him because I think that we could play Sonny Styles at safety and we have the unique um at strong safety, I'm sorry. I don't know, but I don't I'm not familiar with like the bandit and all that shit. Like what like the, whatever the yeah, the box <laughs> safety is. So where Jim Knowles likes to do exotic blitzes, right? So, like, you have a safety that's a size enough that can, that you can come bring off the edge and replace the edge whenever you want to do a stunt, whenever you want to do a fire zone, whenever you want to do something and get weird, you have a safety that you can replace the edge with and kind of replace that linebacker when they're leaving when, in, in the run game and guarding, like, tight ends and stuff like that. So it's like it doesn't make any sense for you to put um, your biggest 
athlete in the secondary, your most rangy athlete in the secondary in the slot when you're going to be playing teams with dynamic um, personnel groupings with tight ends. You're going to be playing teams that's going to – we're going to, going to go to an air raid system where you're going to have four wide and they're going to be running a ball out of that. And you want to be able to have a safety that can come down and take on <clears throat> take on blocks and get, get around a tight end that's flexed out. So I, I don't understand the – strategy behind putting him at nickel especially with the other personnel groupings that we have but um can he play nickel yes do i think that's best now right, i so would have him yeah so um yeah so i'm actually gonna go by here and i'm gonna shout Fired. out my guy. i'm a i'm a shout out my guy dog from kcd tv because he actually we had a conversation about it uh <laughs> friday night and he explained it a little bit he's like look we're going to play a lot of 12 personnel teams mostly throughout the season. And we're not going to face generally in the Big Ten for the most part, a lot of dynamic slot receivers. We may get one here, one there, and we may have to adjust a matchup. But I think the purpose is to get Sonny Styles one in space to have him play more of a linebacker ish role from that nickel position. Just have him in space. He may have the guard tight ends, which we're not worried about, and have him just fucking fly around and go attack the ball. And then if you do have a you do have a slot that's dynamic, then you can change the position. You can roll the safety down. You can move him around a little bit. So when I so, heard that, oh, go ahead, Ron. No, I was gonna say. So my question to that would be: What are your thoughts of spending the whole season having Sonny play in a role for Big Ten football? And then, do you believe the month leading into the playoffs is enough time to prepare whatever defensive looks that we're gonna have to show against? more athletic teams that are going to have more dynamic players in the slot. I mean, I think so. Bowl practice is what a month. So we're going to the college football playoff, which we should be. We got about a month to prepare. And I think we can adjust that if a team does have a dynamic slot receiver, but the big 10 are a bit bread and butter. We ain't won the big 10 in two seasons. So if you're going to sit there and tell me, we're going to sit there and focus on Sonny style. He's going to guard maybe a little bit freakier tight ends. And he's going to be a, a problem in the big 10. I'm not worried about it. Cause let's get through that first before we talk about college football playoffs. And to be honest, I don't we think we made it with one loss last year. I mean, we made it, but that's not the way we want to make it. So I think when he explained it like that, I'm like, I think that's right. Because then you can imagine Sonny Styles basically playing a linebacker role where he's fucking Jerome Baker or somebody or Pete Warner just flying around the field, moving to different positions. He can roll back to that deep safety if we do have a, a slot guy who a safety needs a, another safety that can cover better, like a Jahad Cardin to step up on. So that's why I'm buying. Go okay. Fire, sorry. Still, sorry. No, you're good. All right. So my, <laughs> so my next one is: Are you buying or selling the defense can carry us throughout the season? Through early adversity, my fault. I'm gonna screw that up. Through early adversity, while the offense catches his bearings with a new quarterback, all that good stuff. How, I mean, what is uh, three games? Yes, Notre Dame. Yeah, I, guess like I don't know. That's going to be, you know what I mean? Like that's going to be, that's going to be the true test. Like, are we going to get through our home and home with Arkansas state without an issue? I think so. But I mean, other than I, mean, I it'll be, it'll be way to be seen. Like once we hit week four, that'll be the true test. I mean, I would love to hope so. I think we're going to be hell of, uh talented on the defensive line. I think our secondary is going to be much improved regardless of where Sonny styles is playing or how they decide to get. I mean, I feel like the two deep is in a position where like, their hand is almost forced. Like they can only fuck it up so much. Like you can only play the best players. And I think there's enough talent on that defense that like 
we're going to see our best athletes out there. So I think definitely through the first three games and then Notre Dame, I would love to be through the bumps in adversity on the offense and hope that we're locked in by that point. Cam? Selling. Selling it. Uh, we haven't seen um, the situational awareness and coaching out of Jim Knowles for me to trust that. I was going to cut you are... off there. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to put it on the players or the coach, and I'm glad that you went the way you did. <laughs> yeah, like we don't have this. I don't know if we have the situational play calling and awareness and, and down the stretch and a clutch. I don't know if he's just going to call a zero blitz with a fucking corner playing press bell against Cornelius Johnson and it's going to go 80 yards. I don't know. So it's just <laughs> – it's, it's just, there's just things I have to see that I see out of great D coordinators in certain situations that I did not see out of Jim Knowles last year. So um, when I see the play calling and the philosophy and the concepts change in situational football, I will be able to agree with that. But for right now, I do not think that the defense can carry our, our, our team. You're not, sold. You're not sold on niggas that sound like presidents sexing us up anymore? <laughs> not sold bro i'm selling that bitch bro catch that shit on facebook marketplace yeah oh so, i guess i'll be i'll be the one who buys this again i think if you're talking about through the this early part of the money season, <laughs> yeah, i'm about to run out early um if you're talking about through the early part of the season even notre dame i mean is notre dame gonna be that much crazier on offense than they were last year i mean Sam Hartman as, Sam Hartman's as, that as nigga. dynamic, but I do think <laughs> I think we can. I mean, you gotta say Hartman, but I mean, who the fuck is he throwing to? I think we can handle. I think we can handle these niggas, and I think Jim knows will be all right. He showed us last year that even through what eight games that we can rely on the defense when the office was doing whatever the fuck they were doing. So without us going against really dynamic athletes, which I don't feel like we will at the beginning of the season, I think Jim, Jim knows and the defense carry us through. And this defense better have I a fucking up. I mean, Jim Knowles We're got see shit. dynamic athletes against Western Kentucky. Yeah, Western Kentucky's offense is good. Austin Reed is probably the best um, quarterback in G5. Well, so, that's facts. But if we're getting sauced up by Western Kentucky. Some respect on Grayson McCall's name, but whatever. You, you go ahead and cancel the season that these niggas <laughs> is putting 50 on our head. So. 50, bro. We ain't talking about that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Yeah, 50 burger from Western <laughs> Kentucky? I'm just saying. Like, if Steve they ain't like, still like, drunk from last night. Early. To Western Kentucky, so I think Jim knows and the defense. Well, they better level up for two fucking million dollars and carry us through the early part of the season. So I am buying. <laughs> All right. So for our third one, let me know. Zim Mahalski at right tackle. Are you buying or selling? Before we get into this next one, appreciate everyone that's in here today. We is up to fifty viewers. Smash that like button. Let's run it up. If we get to what did we say earlier? If we get to thousand likes. Yeah, if we get to a thousand likes, Brian Hartline said he will come on to the podcast next Sunday. So make sure you run up that like button. But no, I'm not. I'm not buying Zen at right tackle. Um, he's the oldest one there. They're putting him there and motivate the young guys. They're not going to let the transfer just come in and step right into that spot, despite what they did at nickel last year. But I know I, I think this is a motivational tactic for the rest of the guys. And I think it's going to be a battle through camp for that position. Damn. Yeah, this is a Tagra and Simmons battle, in my opinion. Or the right tackle hey. spot. No Luke Montgomery? 
Maybe Luke Montgomery. I mean, they do have him running number number twos behind uh, Fryer at left tackle. So who knows? But I think in the right tackle position, it's Simmons and Tegra, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, but I don't see them starting Luke as a as a freshman on the line. But who knows? They could they could they could uh, surprise me. But I did hear uh, Coach um, Fry hyping up Tegra and and what the improvements that he had and. Uh, to Josh Simmons, I mean, not is that his name? Josh Simmons, yeah. Simons, Simons, yeah, Simons, and what he had bringing in. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think that's going to be the race. I don't really think that Luke Montgomery is uh, going to be starting this year, but he will be a gadget piece. I think they have him teach, learn every every position, center, guard, in case there's injury. I think that's kind of what his role is going to be is to fill him, fill him plug in wherever there are injuries because he's good enough to um, back up everyone at whatever position he plays. So does Luke Montgomery get the magic 44? Hmm? Like, it's a you know, when they uh, got to fill in the next offensive lineman, they always give him. Oh, I'd love to see it when he comes magic, in. Like if he checks 44. in a tight end. Yeah. yeah. And the 44. Um, I am going to see, I'm going to sell as well. Um, I don't, I don't think. Zimahowski is going to start. Zimahowski is what, a junior? I don't think he's that. Is he? I don't think he's that old. I think he's a Travion Henderson class. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. So he's not He's not that old. So it's nice to see a third-year guy in there battling for position. I don't think he's going to get it. Or what the fuck we bring Josh or Josh Simons in for. Well, I think, honestly, you should probably play left tackle and move old boy to right. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Whatever. Man, put some respect on Josh. Respect on his name, bro. (laughs) But uh, I think Fry should play right. I'm selling that take. (laughs) All right, wait till till we play Georgia. Fucking freak show. I ain't going to go there. But, uh, but yeah. So, I'm selling that right now. (laughs) I think somebody else will start a tackle. So, I think it'll be Josh Davis to be out we will see. Okay. For my next one, are you buying or selling that there is still a quarterback battle? Buying a hundred percent. Yeah. Lincoln Kineholtz is really making this a, a fight. <laughs> hey man, listen. <laughs> I've been hearing <laughs> I was Vanilla in a space. Vic. I was in a space. Uh I'm not gonna put names on it, but I was in a random Ohio State space with people that were out there practice. And they said when Lincoln Kineholt was out there practicing, the, the chatter amongst the people was like, who is this kid? Why, like, he looks like he's as good or, or better than the kids that are playing. That uh, Then the DB and, and Kyle McCord. So, um, but, uh, but no shiny one, new toy. That's see, that's, that's what people love to say. But, I mean, if we're, if we're, if we're watching you literally compete drill for drill, play for play, scrimmage for scrimmage and one kid is just dotting spreading the ball around and one's you know you know i don't know like you know eye eye in the sky don't lie is what they say but we'll we'll see i still think it's a two-man race but there i can see a situation to where they feel like lincoln needs to be involved in certain Certain aspects of the game, especially certain packages, one. maybe like a triple option with Trip Chainham and Evan oh, Pryor oh, one driving game. Well, yeah, especially <laughs> if a tackle situation is not the where it needs to be. I don't think that Kyle is as mobile as we'd like. That's why we kind of heard Brian Day hint hint saying we need to see, we need things that we've seen from CJ last year because we're going to need a quarterback that can get off his off his spot 
and get the ball out and be athletic because we're just not going to have a clean as clean a pocket as we're used to this year. We are assuming, but we could have an all-star offensive line. Who knows? But I'm just – so, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm hearing great things about Lincoln, but I do think it's a two-man race right now. So, yes, I'm buying. I will also buy. I still do think there's a quarterback battle between Mr. McCord and Mr. Brown. Uh, I don't know, man. The more, the longer this goes on, the longer I would probably shift from Kyle to Devin, to be honest. I mean, it, Kyle's been here two years, and I, I want him to get a shot. Don't get me wrong. I do I want to see the kid ball out, and obviously guys stick around and actually go through the process. So I want him to get a shot, but it's also like in this next week or so, if, if Kyle is not, you know, stepping up, taking this role, is it gets a little it gets a little scary to where these guys are at the same spot you got to play the, I guess, the younger, talented guy. So I still do think there's a quarterback battle. And Chris also wants to know, will Lincoln get more snaps than Quinn Ewers did his freshman year? Yes, Chris, of course he will, because uh, Quinn Ewers only got two snaps. So he will get more snaps. Another failure by the staff, the lack of uh, development and getting snaps for our freshmen. We're out there putting Jack Miller in the game. We could be putting Quinn Ewers in. Bro, what's his name? Got more snaps than Kyle McCord last season. Uh, Drew Aller. He fucking got more snaps. <laughs> like, what are we Drew doing? Aller almost had to save the Purdue game week one. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, he was he well out snapped Kyle McCord. I'm like, don't we need to play the backup a little bit, you know, in case something happened? But I guess not. I'm trying still. to get Ryan Day his Heisman. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I feel like last year. Uh, we were kind of chasing a Heisman for CJ. I feel like this year it's going to be way more fluid offensively as far as play calling and personnel-wise and groupings is just doing what we need to do to win versus trying to showcase CJ and get him out of Ohio State with uh, a Heisman and some accolades. So That's why, like, when you have your top Heisman player on defense, you're able to focus on a more balanced offense. <laughs> facts okay so for our last buy or sell i want to ask desmond igmanosin is he not starting are you are you buying him not starting or you're selling that i don't know i'm torn here because i want to <laughs> i want to buy the fuck out of the staff doing something goofy like that but i also want to sell the fuck out of the idea like i don't i don't know where to go here like yeah i'm buying that do some goofy shit like that i'm selling that as a practical practical approach but again what do i know i'm a twitter coach cam give us a more measured uh i guess answer because i'm just a fucking goofy twitter coach this is rough because <laughs> This is rough because we we going going back to the conversation we had before with Steel Chambers and the Cam Martinez's and all them guys. It's like we've seen our D coordinator just sit and just be content and just allow the players that he likes, the players that he feels comfortable with, just play. No matter if they're performing good or bad, it's like they have the coaches trust and they're going to go out there and they're going to play. So. I can absolutely see a scenario where Dave gets completely shitted on, but also I cannot see a scenario based off his mentality, the way he plays and what we've heard from camp of him not playing. So it's weird. I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'm selling this. 
Man, oh. I am selling the bro. If this oh, nigga does not start, <laughs> dog, <I'm laughs> to fucking God, bro, there is there is one motherfucker on defense. Do all this fucking spring ball. They said Burke and Hancock are starting though. So I mean, I'm cool with that if you want to start them on the outside. I'm always been the Jordan Hancock. Put him at put him at the slot because he's fucking his twitch your ass receivers and put like, Benoso outside because motherfucker six one, two hundred pounds. That's who you want guarding a Marv receiver. But I don't care. Put this motherfucker at safety if if you want to mark him at safety. Put Sonny Styles in the nickel. Put him behind him. I don't give a fuck. Just find some place on defense where he has to start. If he is not starting, what the, who the fuck do we have? Like, bro, Jimbo knows, bro. Can't trust it. Can't trust the personnel grouping. Bro, bro. I he's, swear, if this nigga is not starting, dog, this secondary better be five fucking borderline All-American. I swear to God. Q, he told us that Hero Canoe is not ready to play football at Ohio State. He did not say trust that. that man with nothing he says. Bro, I'm just saying, this thing is not starting. This better look like the fucking 2018 secondary is all is mm-hmm. all I know. That's that's we what just, that tells me. We got five more who can ball out that I just don't know about. We just dropped a poll in the chat. Uh, let us know, guys, if you think Iggy should start, yes or no. And while you're voting on that poll, make sure you smash that like button. We appreciate you guys pulling up today. Yeah. So, all right. So there's that limit. Let me get through this fast so I don't keep y'all too long and we can get some questions in here. So I'm going to speed this up and make it a little rapid fire. So give me your one-liners here on Washington and Oregon. They're obviously coming to the Big Ten. We want to welcome them. So give me – actually, let me start with this. So Washington Oregon is coming in, and we used to have protected rivals, and that was this new alignment, and then we got this one protected rival or whatever. Ohio State has one. Michigan has six. Whatever. So I do want to ask – if we move down to one protected rival, is Michigan and Michigan State no longer protected? And what do you think about that? Because that's a long-term rivalry, almost as good as ours, not quite. So what do you think about that? No, I think – go ahead, Cam. You got to no, no, you got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. No, I'm just excited. We got a chance to get our get back. I just, as soon as I got the news, I went and looked at the picture of the duck sitting on the blocko. And the disrespect for the blocko really needs to come to an end. So, I mean, I'm trying to see I, – I got smoke for Oklahoma – I got smoke for Michigan, and we got smoke for Oregon. So the next time that they come back, we got to get our get back. And, like, that was the first thing that came to mind. Like, we can't let this disrespect to the block O continue. And the fact that we're going to be seeing them every year, every other year, I think that's going to be good. I think it's going to be a fun rivalry. And uh, having that type of talent come to the uh, Big Ten, I think that's huge. It makes us – it just adds us another – Another title contender, another team that's been to the college football playoff to the Big Ten and just raises the prestige. Um, I like it. Uh, I think that Oregon and Washington are very good programs, um, both are playoff um, teams. So that's now what um, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Oregon, Washington. So that'll give us five teams now in our conference that's made a playoff and two that's made a national championship appearance. So I think that it, it, it helps our, it helps us out with uh, our, our reputation and the competition that we'll be seeing week to week. Um, So, yeah, I, th- I think it's great. As far as Michigan state and Michigan, um, I'm going to be excited to see like how they will deal with that, the protected rivalries and like how many times, like some, cause there's going to be some people that's going to get absolutely fucking shitted on scheduling. Like somebody's going to get Oregon and USC and Ohio state and a Penn state or something like that. 
<laughs> like the last like six weeks of the season is going to be a fucking like goddamn grinder. So it's like I want to see who's going to become the Auburn of the Big Ten, basically, where you have to play every team that's great in your conference every year. So <laughs> I'm going, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be Auburn. Ruckers. Everybody's going to want that. <laughs> Yo, Everybody's going to want that cupcake. Once he, everybody's going to be arguing at the Big Ten meetings. Like, I want to play Ruckers. I want yeah. that as my protected rival. Like, I Hold on. Hold on in. now. Ruckers, they've, they, they've been out recruiting in UCLA for two cycles now. So UCLA just, might really might be some – might be the new, new Ruckers. Ruckers definitely found some money in the couch. They just stuffed Duke in the locker for a top – Top ten basketball recruits. So if that money the, the number up, one recruit in the nation, the two, number one, yeah, two, depending on the service. But but yeah, I mean that's a pack. And if Rutgers has that type of money and they bring that over to football, that might be a problem. Big Ten is up. Honestly, the money that's about to be flowing through the Big Ten is about to be a problem. I know this wasn't in the show notes, but this came up in the space the other day. Like SEC fans didn't want to hear it, but like, is this the dawn of a new day? Like when ESPN first gave the SEC their deal in the early 2000s and the SEC became the premier brand in college football that everybody was watching that was on TV every week. Is that what we're about to see with all the new money flowing into the Big Ten? And could that be a huge step up for the conference if we're able to level up and step over the SEC? I think that... Go ahead, Q. You can go um, well, for everybody better have fucking facilities like Michigan State just got the new Tom Izzo football center. Throw that in there. Tom Izzo. <laughs> great. The great two sport coach really carrying the team. Um, yeah, man. No, I, I feel like the level up to catch the SEC as long as we continue to bring in the, the right programs, which I think three out of four is a hit. I don't know about Washington yet. So we'll we'll see about that. And also, I don't. I don't remember the recruiting ground being crazy in Washington. I know we got G. Scott, JTT, so don't tell me that. But overall, I mean, maybe there's a few guys out there that, that makes um, it. Emeka Buka? Yeah. <laughs> JTT, G. Scott, Emeka Buka, those guys. They came in spurts, but I classically don't remember a lot of crazy talent coming out of Washington. So correct oh, me if oh. I'm wrong. But um, no, I, I think um, I think obviously add that to the team. list of apologies. Jesus, all them strays and slayers from the state of Washington, bro. I'm gonna let you know right now. Uh, Des, uh, track and field championships is cooked. It'll be USC and Oregon for the foreseeable future. What? I don't know why we're going and track in the big Nigga. ten? Exactly, bro. Wait till they have to run against niggas from Glenville. They don't know what they're about to see, bro. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They think Chip's feet in the Pac-12. They never ran against some niggas from Glenville. They they come run against some guys from the 216. Bryce West going to be a two-sport athlete dusting them guys from Oregon. I'm (laughs) telling you. Yeah, they they must not be hit, but nah. Yeah, track track might be cooked, but um, yeah, man. I, I think it's honestly three out of four I like. It's a level up. I love it. I think the Big Ten is, the, is on heels. The main thing that we're missing on as far as, like, the SEC and the Big Ten thing is who we – will the Big Ten be able to gather enough talent and enough teams that are competing enough to be able to have the storylines of the Tim Tebow's and the Johnny Footballs and the Honey Badgers? Because, like, those type of players – Playing so against asking, those are we going to have virgin quarterbacks in the Big Ten? 
No, I'm saying like the whole aura of the SEC was created by star players like Cam Newton. It's just like year after year after year. It's just like players just doing crazy shit, winning Heismans, and they just had a whole streak like that that really propelled them more so than just like the football itself. It was just like a very star-driven league, and I don't think that like – was is Wisconsin just gonna come out out of nowhere with a quarterback that's just fucking shitting on everybody and their story? Like, is Nebraska gonna like you know like that's what it's gonna take for us to get that perception of the SEC on top of winning national championships? So it's like I don't think so as but far that, as perception. But is that changing? Like, I feel like you could argue that the biggest star in college football is an Ohio State Buckeye. No, we're, we're Ohio State. We're an anomaly in a big time. In my opinion, I don't really consider I mean, us like in the rest of the group when it comes to like perception and like. But I mean, isn't that part of the legend building of the brand? Of OSU? Of the conference. I mean, it's, yeah, but also my, my more yeah, question is. Like, is the I big, guess so. I say, is the Big Ten going to not give a fuck? <laughs> that's the way. That's my question for them catching it at the, the SEC is like, are we actually going to just like not give a fuck and actually go out? and play ball outside of the field and actually promote football, put that shit first. Fuck this That's academic a fancy book. way to say cheat, but I'm arguing. <laughs> really a whole stop. lot of words to like, say cheat. This nigga's going to throw the bag, and fucking we going to see Wisconsin doing what Auburn's doing. And just like, why the fuck is he going there? Like, you know, they need a little more not give a fuck for me, and then you can catch the SEC. But you certainly ain't going to catch them trying to be the fucking Harvard of the North. Before, right, we jump in, before we jump into the grades, too, I want to spin back to what Cam said about Oregon dominating track. I want to give a shout out to our guy and Buckeye BS legend, Gatlin Bear, just committed to Boise State. So it's smoking the Big 12 for track because that's the fastest nigga in the country right now. Hold on, Boise's Big 12 now. Are they, are they not? Where are they at? Are they Mountain West? Mountain West. Mountain West. Yeah. Mountain West. Mountain West. So the Mountain West is about to run track. Like, it's smoke for everybody. We it's not the power five is not gonna mean shit in track with Gatlin Bear on the scene at Boise State right now. And I'm just so thankful we could keep rooting for our guy at Boise State and he chose a different color blue that you know is a little bit more palatable for Ohio State fans. So I just want to give a shout out to our guy Gatlin for committing. Boise State does have better uniforms. Good old Jimbo Locker, man. Never gets old. Now, whole whole facts. So let's let's grade these then. So we got Washington, Oregon, USC, UCLA. Give me a letter grade in the chat, y'all as well. What grade would you give for the addition of Washington? Cam, you want to start us? Yeah, I'm gonna give that a B plus. You know something I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna give it. I was gonna give it. A, uh, that was gonna be the same grade that I gave it. Um, I don't think it's a, um, I don't think it's a slam dunk, but I think it makes sense. If it got Oregon here, if it was part of the package deal, I believe the Big Ten kind of bullied them in uh, on the money. So I'm, I'm all about this like idea of expanding the conference and finessing these teams into taking more money or less money and bringing them in and stealing their markets. So like. If, if they're able to get a, a good deal and get these teams in here, I think adding that market is good. And uh, despite the slander that we just heard about five minutes ago about players from the state of Washington, I think there's plenty of talent out there. And they've built like you see, you saw a lot of the uh, non, you saw a lot of other sports uh, 
talking about the impact that it has and being able to play in front of their family. And I think that gives us an opportunity for kids on the West Coast to still play in front of their family, even if they're in the Big Ten with a more national uh, with a more national footprint in the Big Ten. Well, no disrespect to Washington, but I guess if Rutgers need some competition, go ahead and bring them over. I don't know what the fuck these niggas is doing on the field. They've been to the playoffs, no? That's what I'm saying, bro. What are you talking about, bro? Like, they have more playoff appearances than Penn State? Bro, I haven't seen them on TV since they went to the playoffs. That's because you have an early bedtime. I want to know. Fuck it. I, I know Seattle plays in Washington. This man cues out of Washington. Degenerate gamblers have seen plenty of Washington nah, games. Nah, y'all niggas giving B pluses and A minuses <laughs> in chat. Who the fuck plays for Washington? Let me five players right now. Penix, Michael Penix Jr. I know that. That nigga came from Indiana. I already knew who he was. They, they, they just had, bro, and they've had low key, like, been like top five in DB production so for a long time. <laughs> they got a lot. They've, they've, been putting out a, they've been putting out a lot of NFL DBs on a they, real they have had And they have the second best wide receiver room in a nation behind us this year so well, i'm still gonna disrespect these niggas even though you just laid out some knowledge right imagine if they would have had a mecca imagine if they had a mecca and jtt yeah. well, see, then i would be like year. i know who washington is all respect but now nah, they were they were solid last season i'm being disrespectful but i would give it i'll probably give it like a c plus that's it so crazy the nigga that'd be it like no disrespect to indiana but fuck <laughs> washington <laughs> i just now it's more so for me it's more so i wish we went and I know they have some talent, but I wish we went after like a TCU or a Georgia Tech. Like, I want all the talent. What? You're smoking yeah. dope. Uh, no, no, I'm not. What? Texas? TCU I would say over Washington? <laughs> yeah, fuck, give me, you know, we'll get to that later. So let me not spoil it. But all right, watch You just want, you just want to bring in him for Michigan. Bro, I want, I want all the talent. <laughs> give me uh, Oregon. What are your grades from Oregon? A plus. <laughs> Send me them PEs. <laughs> Nothing. Who do these niggas have? Oregon just hanging around. I don't know, bro. I'm gonna give it a. I give it that. I don't like Oregon, bro. You have a national championship. Let me take. Let me take, let me take my Nike. feelings out of it. How is not an A plus? Let me take my feelings out of it. Y'all some A minus, man. A minus. Uh, so you better give a better score than you gave you Washington. Hey, uh, Washington whooped their ass last year, nigga. Better fucking go watch some film. God damn it, put some respect on Washington. I don't know why you keep trying to troll like they whooped their ass. We're gonna have to play that in the Discord the... in the afternoon for cues since yeah. uh, hey, after dark is over here trying to hold Washington like they were whooping <laughs> on the Ducks last year, boy. You better watch that tape. Yeah. Or <laughs> it's crazy, like, and we know your family's Pac-12 fans. We know your little brother grew up as an Oregon yeah, fan. Like, what are we yeah. talking about? We know <laughs> you. I'm have to give him an additional score. Now, give me a give me a B plus. For They're Oregon. rivals too. That's what makes it even funnier. Yeah. Give me what, a B plus. Yeah, Oregon, very Oregon, solid. Oregon, Washington arrivals. Got the best facilities in the nation still, in my opinion. Um, yeah, solid football program. I like it. They, they fit the Big Ten. So give me a B plus for Oregon. All right, USC. Blah, blah, blah. Next. A plus. <laughs> what? Give me a B plus. USC. A plus. A plus. Cam. I mean, anytime you a put plus. California on the schedule, like you get it in. I got bro. I, Who are you talking I, about? I am an old head, bro. I am from the era of when USC was dominant before the NCAA stopped that dynasty. I like USC. So what grade you give them? A plus, bro. 
A plus. They're blue blood, bro. What the fuck? Like, uh, yeah, give me a give me an A plus as well. I won't mind taking some trips to watch Ohio State whoop their ass in Cali. That'll be nice in in the winter time. Not a far drive. Obviously, the tradition, the old Rose Bowl rivalry. Who? Fuck, fuck are we doing with the Rose Bowl now? Huh? Uh, UCLA plays in it. You just said not a far drive. Like uh, you live oh, in yeah, Arizona, for me. the me, rest yeah. of us are on the East Coast for the <laughs> most part. Yeah, either. Cam, I'll fucking nah. scoop you on my way from oh, Pittsburgh yeah, on our yeah, fucking yeah. road trip to Cali. Go ahead, show out your driveways before you leave, because I ain't got to deal with none of that shit. So, <laughs> so yeah, nah, I love it. It's an A plus for me. And now UCLA, where would you grade them? Uh. <clears throat> Did you say F? Did you say F? Oh, did I say that? My bad. I thought I was muted. Um, <laughs> I'll give that a D plus, bro. A D plus? I think you got D minus, but okay. D plus, bro. And about you, Ron. And D minus. And the only reason why it's not an F is because we're going to get to see Dante Moore. Maybe, 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 maybe. The room, a rumor has it. Rumor has it. Dante Moore, you know. That's what I need to know. What do UCLA do to y'all? What beef do we have? It's UCLA football, bro. Like they don't have no. Yeah, bro. I've watched their stadiums are empty. Like it's just, I should sweet, bro. Miami West. Chris, bro, don't do that. Don't do that, bro. What he said? He said more coming here. Yeah. Why? To what? Sit behind the hold a clipboard for the West Dakota Heisman? We were having this conversation in the pre-production. Even if it, these rumors were true and he were to leave UCLA at some point, who's he coming here to play ahead of? Devin Brown? Dante Moore is no. going to go to Michigan State. Lincoln Keenholz, the greatest quarterback transfers. to ever step foot on campus? No. Well, while Knicks is hating on UCLA, I will throw them a C plus. C plus is yeah, C plus, man. It's nice We're hating out there, huh? We're hating what you did to oh, Washington today, but we gave UCLA, UCLA a D minus. Yeah, they ain't that damn bad. They ain't great, but good lord, a D. Who they Washington? See, that's what that's yeah. not Indiana in your eyes. Clearly not Indiana in your eyes, since that is the prestige of the Big Ten. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now let me ask then. If you could add in the subscribe fire, so chat, let me know. If you could add two teams that are not in the SEC currently, who would they be? And also, we got 51 people in here. Like the video. Hope y'all have like the video, man. 1,000 yeah. likes, and we'll have Brian Hartline on next Sunday. Smash that like button. All right. And this is for I the repeat chat. the question. Uh, yeah. Can... All right. Chat, chat, run this up. I'm going to put up your answers and we'll go through them. If you had two teams who are not in the SEC, so you can't take Alabama and Georgia, all that nonsense, two teams that are not in the SEC that you would add to the Big Ten, who are they? Duke and Carolina. Let's bring the second – I'm not even saying – let's have the two best – Yeah, so I muted Ron, y'all, because he's he is on that nonsense. And like I was saying, we would have the, we would have the two – Best rivalries in college sports under the Big Ten umbrella. You have the game in football. You have Ohio State and Michigan. And then you have Carolina Duke on the basketball side. Tell me I'm wrong. That is the – why would you not root for rivalries? You want that basketball prestige coming to the conference. Watching Big Ten basketball is – it hurts my heart. It would spice things up bringing those two blue bloods from the south up here in basketball and – the best part of all, 
Duke could return to whooping Maryland's ass on a yearly basis That's because fuck the Terps. Maryland, cap. oh, Q, are you a Maryland fan? Yeah, that thing has been ducking us for like five years. Ox, we ain't gonna schedule Ox, are you a Terp? Yeah, oh man. my god, bro. Oh my please, god, no, bro. no Jesus college Christ. basketball talk, bro. That oh, shit is man. garbage. Bro, we'll consider ass niggas. Flash, Fuck bro. Him, bro. It's <laughs> up. Whenever we see it, it's up. He's been ducking us for oh six years now. Oh my god, bro. Look, bro, y'all about to bore the chat to death. Who cares about college basketball? <laughs> yeah, we basketball? don't need them. Fuck Holy dude. shit. <laughs> Anyways. Damn. But anywho. Get off this college basketball nonsense, bro. Who you adding then? Darth I'm Vader? out of Florida fucking state. Yes, sir. And I'm going to add the Clemson Cheesy Tigers. I don't like Clemson, bro. If we could bring them into the Big Ten and we could play those motherfuckers yearly, bro, I would love that, bro. Do you dislike Clemson or do you dislike Dabo? I feel like it's a combination of both, bro. Like it's I feel 50- like they'd be much less hateable if they had a different coach. <laughs> I don't know, bro. It's just... I don't fuck with Clemson, bro. I don't know. Never have, bro. I used to play on NCAA, NCAA when I was a kid and be like, fuck it, Clemson. So, I don't know, bro. Fuck Clemson. I want them in the Big Ten. I want to be able to play them yearly. I want to fuck them up. So, Q, FSU Clemson. You, who would you add since your other your other favorite team's already in the Big Ten? Bro, well, unfortunately, Washington's <laughs> holding up an unnecessary spot. I would love to give that spot away, which I will answer right after this. If I had two, I would definitely go – I would go Florida State, and I would go Miami. Let's, let's fuck the bullshit. Hold on, hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We're not about to let you get – We're not about to let you Y'all had y'all answer. No, no, no. I'm not even talking about Miami. I'm not even talking about Miami. Don't sit here and say Washington taking up a spot when UCLA is in the Big Ten, bro. Don't – that's who's taking up hey, a fucking spot, hey, bro. So, 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 so when we run this podcast up, we take this shit on the road, and we got Ohio State at UCLA and Ohio State at Washington. Where are we going? Washington, Seattle. Take me to Seattle, baby. Take me to Seattle, bro. Their stadium's fire, bro. That shit's right oh. on the lake, bro. People out there on the boats. I'd be on a yacht with a gar in my mouth, talking about. Fucking touchdown uh, West Dakota Heisman, bro. You Fuck sure you that. don't have two hats on right now? Because you got one. That's enough cap, but you might need a second one. You know, <laughs> man. Yo, bro, that LA shit is overrated, man. Y'all be hyping that shit up. Crazy. Anywho, Florida State, Miami would be the first two I would go. Let's get to South Florida. Let's get those recruits, all that stuff in here. We they already do. Out, get a Georgia Tech or TCU. That's all I'm saying. If we added Miami, would they let Brian Hartline set up an office in their facility? They might as well. They'll do anything else to get him. But no, nah, I feel like I feel like get the warm weather in, get that recruiting ground in it, and let's roll. So there we go. So let me read out the chats to let's see who they're adding to the conference. Let get the get fuck out of here, here, Chris Drew. Georgia Tech. Hey, Georgia Tech. <laughs> hey, Washington for Georgia Tech is a mean trade. All right, here we go. So Mark Williams, he said Florida State and Clemson. All right, Florida State and Georgia Tech. That's a solid choice. Florida State, Notre Dame. Got Clemson and Notre Dame. Hey, y'all love Clemson, bro. Man, fuck Clemson. Look, I'm uh, saying Clemson. It's far better teams in the Carolinas. So it's looking like it. Florida State. 
It's looking like Florida State and Clemson is who y'all really want. Clemson wants UNC and Notre Dame bad. I mean, Notre Dame fucking around. I would love to have them, but they didn't really fucking around. Florida State and Notre Dame, that would be solid. Oh. Look what the Rushman has to say. Niggas asleep. Yes, yeah, he got <laughs> Florida State and Notre Dame. Get those in here. Uh, I got Jay Bags. It's Miami and Georgia Tech. I don't know about Boston College or UVA. I mean, we getting real academic there. Huh? Georgia Tech was for Atlanta. Love to see it. And that I got that one. Um, let me see. Green says he said a cultural Clemson, fit. Replace Clemson with Miami, Miami and Georgia Tech. All right, so for the most part here, yeah, laugh, it's in the Big Ten. We might need a new head coach. Not gonna cap. Yeah, so for most part you here, <laughs> like Florida State and Clemson. For the most part, is who y'all would want. All right, and then we got some questions here. So let's knock out these questions. Yeah, I start a couple questions. Uh, Chris Drew sent us some rapid fire ones. So we are going to do more sacks, and I'm going to give you guys two players, and you give me the name of who's going to have more sacks this year. More sacks this year, JTT or Jack Sawyer? I will start it off. Jack Sawyer will absolutely have more sacks than JTT. Your guys. Yeah, uh, J- uh, Jack Sawyer definitely plays a position to get more sacks. JT is going to be more strong side, and they and everybody knows fuck JT did last year. So Jack, <laughs> they're not letting him. They're not letting him roam free on one on ones. Sack yep. Sawyer. Okay, how about Leak, uh, Tyleek Williams, and Mike Hall? Who you got? I'm going Mike Hall. Mike Hall most. Definitely, Michael. This is a fucking freak show, bro. And Kenyatta Jackson and Caden Curry, Amari Abor. Get the fuck out of here, Kenyatta Jackson. Amari oh getting no love out hey, here. Hey, hold on, don't sleep on Abor. Don't sleep on Abor. Oh my God, that wasn't in the right question. That's like who's gonna throw more touchdowns this year? Kyle McCorder, Devin Brown, and niggas be like Quinn Ewers. Like, okay, so you guys all on Kenyatta? Uh, give me Caden Curry. Give me Caden Curry. We'll revisit this. Where will the Big Ten Championship game be every year? Minnesota. Outside. In the snow. Hey, hey outside. <laughs> <Cold stadium>. Out <laughs> of, uh, the out Winter of Classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to actually play it on ice like the NHL. Bro, for real, for real. Nah, give me, give me, give me a rolling Big Ten championship game. I love to see. I mean, I was in Indianapolis. They've been, actually fuck Indianapolis, bro. Let's let's go. Oh, it's fuck Indiana now. That's what, that, those were just niggas earlier. No disrespect. Oh, no, it's fuck Indiana. Indiana. No disrespect to the Colts. No disrespect to the University of Indiana. But I love to see us go to L.A. for for a move. Seattle might be might be cool. I don't know how cold to get out there, but that'd be that'd be cool. Um, also to Vegas. This would be a nice, nice little move connecting to getting to the West Coast. So, did we add UNLV? I missed. Did I miss that? It's a miss spot. UCLA, fucking Ohio State. It's a little miss spot out there. So, <laughs> would be cool. That's what I like to see. We'll meet you halfway, California. We'll see you in Nevada. <laughs> hey, everybody, everybody, in the fucking Midwest is going to rather be in Vegas than where they are when that shit get cold. So, Kim, what about you? Um, I think the Big Ten championship game be every year. I think it's gonna have to switch, bro. It's gonna have to be it's gonna have to rotate from the West Coast to the East Coast, and then we have in the south to the south. Um because indoor outdoor too. Well, yeah, if we're in the west and in the south, then yeah, because 
Um, the only reason was in Indy because that's literally the most central state from New York to the Atlantic coast all the way to Nebraska. So that was the most central location and it has an indoor facility. So, so but now what the difference with Minnesota. Maybe out of <laughs> I think it depends on a champion. Like I if I was the Big Ten, I would just say, hey, whoever's the Big Ten uh one seed or whatever, they can choose where they want to play. So like if USC is gonna win, go to the Big Ten championship and they're the they're the undefeated, they're the higher ranked team, they can choose to play it at the Rose Bowl. Or if somebody from the ACC that we poach, they want to they want to go play it in Charlotte, or they want to go. It'd have play to be it. a year in advance. You can't have you can't wait till the week before and then have people make their travel plans. Like you know, our yeah. boy Kasai would have had to book a, a a hotel in three different cities last year. But yeah, I think it's just be like some type of like a revolving door for that. Yeah, I, I agree. That. I think a rotation would be great. Um, another one from our guy Mark. What do you guys think will be the new scheduling format? Divisions pod, same format as what was just put in place. I think it has to be pod. I would love divisions, but I think it has to be pods just for the travel because they were calculating the travel and fucking going from Maryland to USC or UCLA is actually just crazy. So doing that all, every season is getting a little bit insane. So I think it will be some sort of pod, especially adding Oregon and that other school, whoever the fuck they are. Um, yeah, adding those makes it a little bit easier to keep those out there. So, Do we bring back leaders and legends? Is that what I'm hearing? I mean, with pods, aren't you going to need like four different fucking leaders, legends, liars, fucking <laughs> frauds, <laughs> yeah, leaders, yeah. legends, and flyover states. <laughs> Cam, so, yeah. what about you? What, what format are you looking to see? Um... I think the pods be be the best format, especially when we keep getting bigger. Um, but I think it all needs to be intertwined. So I think the West Coast teams need to play someone far east and then vice versa, year in, year out. And then Ohio State play someone in the central. And it's just like you get a pod of four different teams playing each other from four different pods as their conference play goes. And um, you'll get the most dynamic matchups that way. So sounds good. We got one more from our guy Mark. Is this a different Mark? Did we have two Marks? Do we have two Mark Lewis's in here? Williams and we got a Mark A. Lewis. Jr. Okay, well, uh, shout out to all the Marks out there. Better, better use Hayden this year, or will he transfer? I think with Mayan and Trey gonna be out of here after the season, I think Dallin Hayden is in for a huge junior year, whether he sees a ton of touches this year or not. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm right with you. I think Hayden sticks around regardless. I mean, why would you transfer after the season when you got people walking out the door? So I think, one, he's going to get some burn this season. <laughs> will. But um, also, two, I think he sticks around long term. Kim, this is your guy. RB1. Next year. <laughs> in 2024. In 2024. R RB1 in 2022. RB run oh, in 2023. Wow. <laughs> RB one in 2024. Damn, I don't have I don't have the soundboard here to fucking get in the time machine. I usually warn people to put their helmets on before we go back in time. So only reason we went to the playoffs is because of Dallin Hayden. 
That's a hot take. Man. Go Harry. watch that. Go watch that Maryland tape when we couldn't throw the ball against them four three runner corners. Anywho, our last go question. Yeah, go watch that. Go watch that Maryland tape when they had to get a ball to number five and what that boy do put the team on his fucking back. Y'all put some respect Jeez. on Hayden, boy. Y'all put some respect on Dylan Hayden. That boy came through in a clutch as a freshman. Said, "I can do it, boss. Give me the rock, boss." And he motherfucking did that shit, man. I don't think Dallin Hayden talks like that, but that's just me. He from Memphis, man. Talk like something. (laughs) (laughs) You think he listens to? (laughs) (laughs) What are your expectations of the defense? We uh, were we expecting to have the number one defense in the country? Jim Knowles had to fix Keystone Cops D of twenty twenty one. Uh activity. What up, Wesley? What's good, my guy? Appreciate you joining us. Um, oh, get the keystone, uh, bro. This, yeah, this defense, it better be top ten. That's all I have for two, two fucking million dollars, and fucking. I got an eight. Oklahoma fan on my Twitter feed right now that tuned into the show, and this is what he had to say. Let's hold on. Let's look. He said, "Nah, listen to a little bit your comments on Oklahoma State." The defense knows how to Oklahoma State had better players than what you currently have on Ohio State's roster. Smoking dick. I'm not hearing that. And I appreciate you guys pulling up for Buckeye BS because I need to tend to an emergency because someone is smoking crack on Cam's timeline right now. The fucking dish- get this. Send this nigga the link to the stream yard right now. I want to talk to him. We got time. I got time today. Uh, uh, I got time today. today. Get this nigga a link. I want to yeah. talk to him. He's gonna have to put the dick out You can't be smoking dick on camera But you're more than welcome to come on the show Listen to this, Ron Listen to this, Ron I got one more thing for you I got one more thing for you He said Ohio State may have five stars, et cetera, et cetera But they don't have a linebacker better than Rodriguez on their roster Includes Eichenberg and Hicks Ooh, that's a take Clues Eichenberg, Rodriguez, first team All American. Tell me after the show, I'm gonna have to DM this nigga my address because we're gonna have to shoot the fade. Nah, he's gotta come on, bro. Harvey Heismanberg, the greatest fucking linebacker to ever play college football, the number one returning player in the entire fucking nation, bro. Y'all seen that fucking mustache? It's gonna fucking be in every quarterback's fucking nightmares. Running backs aren't going to want to fucking touch the ball. The fact that you're going to come on here and tell me that fucking Malcolm Rodriguez is better than Tommy Heismanberg. How the fuck do you think you got that name? Just being mid? That's a good question. But he did name Still Chambers, though, so Still Chambers might be better. He, he's and still- did you think again? Like, do I need to play the fucking video? Like, he was ranked high. Oh, dear Jesus. Yeah, I'll, I don't know what we're doing. Like, all I'm saying is fucking, if these defense is not top 10, bro, it, if, if fucking Ibanosa ain't good enough to start, this defense better be the best in the nation. That's all I know. That's Malcolm Rodriguez know. plays for uh, the He's Lions. in the NFL. He plays for somebody. Yeah. He's like yeah, a starter, too. Okay, and Tommy's going to be the first pick in the draft. What are we talking about? That'll be the day. That'll be the day. No, that will be a day. I don't know what <laughs> date the draft is, but it'll be that day. And there will be a lot of drug testing that needs that needs to happen. A yeah, lot, because people are out here saying Malcolm Rodriguez is better than this guy. They're gonna have to go straight to that guy's <laughs> house. I, I hope he's not on papers because he's gonna violate getting that high. Mm-hmm. Good Lord, 
Yeah, do we got any more questions? No, that is all of them. Get us okay. out of here. Can you tell the people where they can find you? Well, first of all, got 41 people in here, bro. Thank you for rocking with us. We almost we almost have an hour and a half here, but we keep it rolling as long as y'all are willing to do that. So greatly appreciate that. That was a good time. All disrespect to Washington. But yeah, so, <laughs> so if, you want, if you want to find me personally, City Boy mm-hmm. on your timeline, flying at Johnson on what am I, Instagram. Y'all thought to screw that up. Flying at Johnson on Instagram. So tap in with me. And Modern League Films here. Where my movie people at, bro? Catch me over there. Do shows all the time. Talk all the films. You want to want me to watch some? Review it. We'll do that for you. It's Modern League Films on YouTube. Cam. Uh, y'all can find me at I Know Things 19 on Twitter. Um, yeah. If you're an Oklahoma State fan that thinks Malcolm Rodriguez is better than Tommy Eichenberg, you can find me in my DMs, and I will send you my address for you to pull up. If you just want to have a friendly conversation, you can find me at two underscore T-E-E-S. That's two T's. You can find me on Twitch at two T's, on TikTok at two shicey, and you can find me and Q talking Buckeye football. Weekdays? Yes. Monday through Friday, 8 a.m., the Buckeye Rose pull-up. We will be talking all things camp. For the entire season, every morning at 8 a.m. We appreciate you guys rocking with us here on a Sunday for Buckeye BS. And hope to see you guys next week. We switched up the outro. I had to find it. What did you say that before him?